0: Listening to the EdReach Network.
1: EdGamer, episode 37 on EdReach. You're popping my brain. This is EdGamer for Saturday, January 21st, 2012. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network. EdReach.us, giving education a voice. I'm protesting. I'm occupying. ed Ed gamer
0: i uh i I refuse to say a big voice because of the harsh comments last week about how wonderful scott weidig was an upgrade to me don't think i didn't listen i heard that and i did i say upgrade yeah he's he's a huge upgrade but i agree
1: okay but i'm still occupying a big (laughs) voice do you want to put an angry voice do you want to put a, uh, a black banner covering that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes. Okay. okay. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I am Zach. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, yes. I don't know who you are because you've been <laughs> gone. It's been a while, like a whole week. Like My name whole- is
0: <laughs> Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts teacher in going Illinois.
1: And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Jerry, yes, you were not here last week. I was not.
0: I was not. I will say it was a fantastic show. I uh, I listened to the whole thing.
1: It was. It was.
0: It was long. It was long. It was an hour and six minutes or something yeah. like that. But sorry, sorry, what, folks. That's okay. I realized how much I like our show because I couldn't stop listening to it.
1: It's a wow, nice show. that's that's pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I I mean I would listen if I wasn't on it.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I, I have to be honest. I I, I might listen to parts. Well, when I edit, I listen to parts and pieces of the show. But I, I find that it's – and I find this with most people that record voice or do anything like that, that they don't really go back and listen to their own stuff a lot because it sounds weird to them and it sounds weird to me. Yes, so.
0: and that's why I had rarely listened. i mean i don't think i had listened to it until i listened to a back to a couple of them but then i just cringe every time i talk so i don't really want
1: to listen to them but it was great to listen to other people for a while <laughs> well that's good to know and, because your, your voice sounds good on when i listen to it oh thanks a huge prop
0: to uh to the whole team at, at edreach too such a great setup that they do with all this stuff so it's so easy to get to you know all the content i just got my new iphone It's exciting, and, man, when I click on the links, it's, like, right there. plays immediately. It's fantastic.
1: So you used – did you just
0: use iTunes? You know what? When I clicked on a link from either Facebook or Twitter, it goes directly to an EdReach mobile page and plays it right off of there. Oh, okay. And it streams, and it's fantastic. Pauses, does – you know, like, all the controls are there. There was no waiting, no buffering, nothing. It was fantastic. It was, like, so
1: easy. Well, I know that – we have multiple options. I'm just pulling it up now. I know there's Stitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, you can listen from the website. There's uh, RSS. You know, and then and so I mean, there's multiple ways to to be able to pull it up. So, you know, I don't like we were talking beforehand. We really don't know how many people, <laughs> people listen to the show. Whether it's just you know, hi our mom. Mothers. Yeah, hi mom. And uh, <laughs> we don't know if that's the case or not. But you know, I did I did send an email. I found a you know because I'm always constantly searching for sites and other people that might be um, on the same page we are when it comes to games and learning, and I found one out there and it was kind of interesting too because when I found it it wasn't it wasn't a day later that I got Dan Rizek emailed me the same <laughs> the same web page um, you know great minds think alike, and so what I found was mm. uh, is called Ruthless Diastema, mm. and I have an idea of what that means. But you know, I think we're going to have to have uh, the, the person that runs the site's Pete, mm-hmm. and I think we are going to have to have him on so he can explain it because I don't want to butcher it. So I tried to see if he was able uh, – if he was available this week, uh, so see if he could jump on and kind of explain his website and what he does. I emailed him, and I got an email back, and it was one of those things as we – Jerry and I talk about. We're like we have no idea how many people listen to this or not, but we have – you know, response from him, and it's just like, it means so much to hear from you. And this is kind of weird because, you know, Jerry and I are just kind of two guys. I'm in my basement, Jerry. I don't know about you. I'm in the spare bedroom. Yeah. So <laughs> two guys just talking about games and learning, games and education. And it says, I love your show in caps. And, and, and of course, he had to qualify it afterwards. I really do.
0: <laughs> I really do.
1: <laughs> I love your show. I was not forced at really gunpoint to say yes, this. Yeah, not forced at all. So you know, got an email from him, and he kind of lays out his—I uh, <laughs> guess I would call his manifesto—his uh, you know his goals and what he wants to do. And basically, and I'm going to list this here, Pete. I hope you don't mind, but I, I think it's great. Um, number one is game-related professional development, um, free teacher activity guides related games. And Pete's really into indie games and RPGs. Convention panels filled with people, you know, of the the same mindset. And uh, a teacher con. So he's kind of put together on G+, plus uh, Google+. It's called Learning Dream Tank. And if you're on Google+, you can search for that. You can say, hey, I would like to join into this circle.
0: Games and, and Learning uh, Dream Tank, right.
1: Uh, what did I say? Games, did I say
0: that? I think you just said Learning Dream Tank. But games Ooh, and Learning
1: games Dream Tank. Games and Learning Dream Tank, yes. So if you search that, you can, you can see other people that are interested in this and um, – it, it kind of has built up pretty quickly. I was kind of impressed. So now it's like I said before, no idea how many people listen to the show, but uh, it was it was neat to to see that there's another person. Now we're up to like seven or eight listeners. Seven or eight, easy. Boy, when we hit ten, there's gonna be a party. Wow, that'll be the tenth anniversary. <laughs> 10th. Yeah, so we're good there. Uh, so yeah, he's his website. Just to give you an idea, he's got a lot of. Uh, he's a teacher. He uses kids' games. Uh, he uses a lot of, it looks like old school, and he uses indie games, but um, you know, old school games. Cards. Nice. He has cards on there. He has some um, videos. You know, there's one from Ted, and then there's one on here that uh, it says Must See Repost. I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Sandy Hardy's um, S A N N E, Hardy's Role Playing as a Teacher Method video, which is on YouTube. A lot of neat and interesting games that can be used within the classroom. And he's got about 16, 16, 18 podcasts that he's done. Hmm. So I'm hoping we can get him on, you know, onto Ed Gamer and maybe even have him contribute. I think put you on the spot there, Pete. But uh, we're looking for more people to, you know, help with this and, and, and fight the cause. So For sure. Yep. Anything, Jerry, on that? I, th- I think it's. Uh, I think it's fantastic. some pretty good stuff. Really nice emails, and uh, I'm excited to excited to talk to Pete. Yeah. So we'll have to get them on here in the near future. The next thing that you know, it's it's not one of those things. You you know, we we've talked about World of Warcraft. We've talked about many other games, Civilization. Uh, and then there's this website that I've been using more and more, and it's for its its content. And it has videos and, and um, you know, lesson plans for teachers, questions, and kind of helps guide. Um, it's it really nice for, I would say, a flipped classroom where students can watch this information at home and then come the next day and then teachers can work on the activity. Just, just an idea just popped in my head. But Pop is, you know, we've talked about it before that they started adding games. But as I've st- really started looking into this, this is really nice, Jerry. mm-hmm I, I mean agree. this is a really nice setup. They have games that separated into science, math, social studies, and health games. They even have added some student made games and they even have links to how to create your own games. yeah and what are some of those um we've now we've named these before, but what are some of those games that um that they recommend? Some Very. of the the programs for creating them. Yeah,
0: um, under their game creator, we have um, let's see. There was Minecraft, Game Maker, which we've talked about. Game Maker, mm-hmm. um, Scratch, yep. Game Star Mechanic, and the new one that I'm going to look into. New for me, not for me, but us. Game Salad. No, it's new for
1: me. I've never heard of Game Salad. <clears throat> yeah, I,
0: I'm interested. We yeah. just tried it. We tried to mess around with it here, but it is uh, a Mac only program at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm so. kind of disappointed with that. But what, tell us, why is that interesting
0: to you? Um, that's interesting to me because I want I want to bring this into my classroom like immediately. Uh, we looked up. There's a free and a paid subscription. Uh, we didn't look up for educator discounts but it looks like the free subscription would at least get it started to the point where if you wanted to you know look into a paid subscription you could definitely put some stuff together with the free free subscription to did i say prescription subscription sure okay um, you could you could definitely put some stuff together with the free one to prove how uh you know how beneficial it could be and essentially you have kids creating games it looks really easy as somebody who has used game maker where you need um with GameMaker, you need almost like a half a year of uh, lingo and vocabulary before, you know, I mean, you got to know what sprites are. You have to know, you know, you do have to know coding. You have to know all this other stuff. And all over GameSalad's website, it says no coding ever, which, you know, serious gamers will, could be turned off by that. But people looking to incorporate this into their classroom, I mean, we were looking at it. It looks like it's like click and drag type stuff. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: It looks cool. it, and it looks clean. Mm-hmm. It looks it looks really nice. You know, we were trying to figure out a PC version that looked like this and it just popped in my head, Jerry. Kodu. Oh okay. could be Microsoft. And then okay. that could be played on to I don't you know, I'm not sure if Kodu can actually be played on a PC or if it's just a micros like an Xbox thing, but gotcha. um, it I think you can I don't know. I'd have to look at that, but it that that looks like a a similar version. Mm-hmm you know, for um, for creating games. So it's not only does the – not only does it have the recommended game-making tools, they have some examples of student-made games, mm-hmm. which I think is really nice. Uh, they also have, which I love, gaming research, mm-hmm. right, academic standards, mm-hmm. uh, how games are used in schools, uh, lesson plans, mm-hmm. and this is all <laughs> – this is what I love. It's all – Things that we've talked about and how to use games is all on this website, and I think it's a great way to. Is because there's a lot of people that use BrainPOP. This is a great way for kids to utilize uh, the tools that are on here, but also it's it's leaning towards that games and learning model. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that if they really start rolling with this, because even Khan Academy has. You know, you you watch the videos, you complete stuff, you have, you know, experience points, you earn rewards, you know, awards online and things like that. I hope that BrainPop can start looking into seeing that model because that would be very, I think that would be very beneficial. It's very attractive
0: to navigate too.
1: Yes, it's it's, it's simple. Yeah, it's simple and easy. The, you know, one of our, uh, one of our um, friends of EdGamer would be. Fog, right? Fogs, right. uh, Uh, James G. He is associated with iCivics, and they have some iCivics games on BrainPop. Hmm. And these are fun. And the other thing that I'm noticing, too, is that because I normally just log in because we have a BrainPop account for our school, it looks like these are all free, that you can get to all these games without having a BrainPop account. Yeah. So some of these executive command... Court quest, lawcraft, branches of power, and argument wars. argument wars. I love this. Is it's talking about, um, you know, it, we're doing persuasives here soon, so I'm going to have to look at this and see how this how this will work. But you are basically, um, you know, you're an attorney, you're a lawyer, and you're arguing your case. Huh. That's really, I think that's a lot of fun there's some science ones here that one of them that kind of got me sucked in um was it the mars one fly to mars Hmm. and it looks like a really (laughs) i haven't gone past the part where you're just trying to launch your your ship um and landing it on mars
0: (laughs) i i'm telling you we need an hour and i I bring this up because as we were pre-gaming here getting our our pre-planning done zach is playing the mars game and all I hear on the other line is, oh, oh, come on. Yes, it's up. Wait. Yes, yes. Oh, got it. No.
1: no. Yeah. Just the, the people uh, that I launched. The people that I launched. The from noise Ops, of of people playing. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. No, the the I, I've really. Yeah, you're launching. You're trying to launch a ship to, you know. Get to Mars, mm-hmm. and you're seeing Earth go around and you know around the sun, and then you see Mars going around, and you have to time it just right. And I've lost several crews. Wow, It's that's exciting to listen to. <laughs> thanks, thanks Jerry. You're welcome. Anything else on here? I mean, there's less I, I love, lesson ideas. I mean, there's a, just a lot of fun games. These are flash, right? I mean, this has, Yeah, Yes, they'll be flash. Yeah, uh, they're just simple flash games, which you know are next. <laughs> Our next topic, our <laughs> last, since we went pretty long last week, we're going to make this one a little shorter and sweeter. Last one deals with Apple, and uh, you know, of course, this is a flash game. Except they have, ooh, I don't know, I have to look at that. They have Brain Pop for the iPad, but I don't know if you can do the games. So I'm guessing, I'm, I'm guessing I might be able to do that. Interesting. I was kind of concerned. <laughs> okay, so. Of course, everybody is under the sun is talking about Apple textbooks and their big announcement last, uh, this past Thursday, just a few days ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I showed the video to uh, my students this week and showed them how, you know, of course, it's a promotional video. And just like, you know, growing up, you know, it's the coolest device to have, or, you know, in my days, do you have the urge mm-hmm. orders? You know, now it's. <laughs> or the Hollister or, you know, whatever the kids are wearing these days, <laughs> uh, you know, having an iPad is the, is the cool thing to have. And of course, the kids are sucked into the wonderful commercial that is put onto the Apple website talking about iPads and textbooks. Now, what's which, which your initial thought on, on this? And, and, and then we'll bring it back to, to games.
0: Uh, my initial thought is, is hooray. But that's because I'm a Mac person and uh, an Apple person. I'm saying that because your boss was on here last week. <laughs> um, you know what? Hey, I we've had we've had some great conversations about that stuff too. But um, <laughs> I uh, personally, I think it's fantastic because I, I think they had and Dan, I think, put up um, an article. You know, I think it was a day or two before it and said, you know, there there are a few big things that he hopes for out of it. You know, and that's essentially that they get the three big publishers, which is like McGraw Hill and Houghton Mifflin or Milfin or whatever it is, and Pearson, and Pearson, and then that they can they can
1: produce cheap textbooks, and uh, they did both those hold, 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 cheap by inexpensive by cost, okay, not by not by content, uh, yes, yeah, inexpensive. Yeah. Thank
0: you textbooks, yeah. um, which they are. I mean, fourteen ninety nine. That's fantastic for uh, for a textbook. Ours are up in the you know.
1: $150, uh, 200 $70 80 dollars, I think was our sociology textbook that yeah. we adopted a few years ago. And you know, they it's like buying a a, a value meal. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you buy the you buy the Big Mac and the fries and if you just want the Big Mac and the fries, it costs, you know, A certain amount. If you want to add the soda, it's just a penny more. So, you know, it's one of those things, what, you know, how much does it really cost for the textbook? Because they throw so many more things into the, um, you know, into what they give you. So yes, $70, $80. I mean, that's what it seems. And and the reason why I bring that up is that I've seen a lot of articles recently talking about the numbers, you know, can schools afford this? Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm looking at this simply, you know, simplicity-wise. You know, just on the low end, you're you're talking 4.99 for an iPad,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I know Apple's not big about giving discounts on their hardware. I think they give just a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. if you buy so many iPads or Macs or whatever, and you know, so I look at it that way, and I look at all the things just the 4.99 iPad can replace just by downloading free apps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you start adding. You know, you can start adding a little more. You want to cover you know, you might want to add keyboards. Yes, and uh, you know, from especially from Meg from um, the MacReach show, mm-hmm. she talked about, okay, you buy all these things, you better make sure you're spending almost twice as much because you're going to need to buy apps. Mm-hmm. You're going to need to, you know, fill this device up and make sure that it has has what it needs. And so I know there's other costs there, but when mm-hmm. I look at it and say $4.99. And this can replace all these devices. And one of the biggest things that I that I see, especially within my school, is is it going to last the day? You uh, you know what? I I, I would and
0: I would not be surprised. I would be I don't even know how I feel about this because Apple is notorious for not catering to individual groups, kind of like you said with. With, with not giving huge educational discounts, right. even though they're so into education.
1: Well, I, 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 yes. I mean, when I growing up, they were so closely knit with education. Yeah. I think I think that relationship has changed, and everybody still thinks they are. You know, yes, they're what? tied to education. Yes, they are, but it's not. I think it's not they, the same relationship.
0: What they want you to do is use their tools for education, but still use them for cultural purposes too you know they don't want it to be specifically education which is why i was going to say i wouldn't be surprised if you saw and maybe this is because steve jobs isn't there anymore which which could could impact this decision one way or another i mean i wouldn't be surprised if you saw a student-based model come out you know for a school tougher tougher screens um corner bumpers on it you know so a little bit smaller price but then i also i would be surprised because they don't do that you know they just think they say our product is our product it's the best product you're not going to break it anyway you know put it out but is it made for a 15 year old well and, yes, you can, and you but, can
1: get cases and you can get cases for you it. can and, and you know and I, like i said i asked my students i said you know i told them that technically all they would need to do to come to class would be to bring their ipad yeah they wouldn't you, know, you know you know who's it's worried? It's kind of scary the backpack people yeah, like, no! exactly. No. <laughs> uh, well, they'll start making cases. Yeah, yeah. And some of them do. Uh, but, you know, it's part of me cringes because it's like we, we lost internet on Friday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Friday afternoon, and I had the lab signed up. Uh, we were doing, using Google Earth and searching, you know, uh, searching for items on the internet. And it was just, it was so frustrating because I didn't have access to it. And then, so that was my sixth hour. The next whole studies class I had was eighth hour. It was still down. The internet was still down. And we pulled the books out. You know, we had the books. We started. And I got very frustrated. Mm -hmm. And what I got frustrated about, and I I don't know, it could be just me because it's just how I was raised. But, you know, having the skill of being able to look in a book and find something. And my students are not able to do that, and they want to be handheld, and that was so frustrating. And part of me says they should they should be able to know how to do that, mm-hmm. but the other part of me says they're not going to have to.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, should they really? You know, should I they mean,
1: really need to be able to do that? Because you know, technically they're doing the searching on the internet, and they still have they have problems with that. So should I be helping them more on how to search? So when they were looking up,
0: we the think first a two.
1: Move- Hold on. So the, if they, you know, if they were looking up, who were the first two people to climb Mount Everest? Uh uh-huh. And I had some kids that they could find it quickly. Mm-hmm. And I told them I want first name and last name. And you know, of, of course, they put New Zealander, you know, um, Sir Edmund Hillary, and then they put uh, Nepali- I'm going to pronounce it wrong. Nepalese, um, you know, uh, Tenzing Norgay. Mm-hmm. And and then some kids, so they didn't even know that New Zealander was, you know, this is the country that they're from. Or Nepalese, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, is the person from Nepal, or that a Sherpa is a guide. So they they thought that was part of his name. So you know, just basic searching ideas and understandings, and being able to do that. Should I focus on that, or should I split time between? You know, you got to be able to find stuff in books too.
0: Yeah. I've, it's tough. That That's a hard conversation. And I think there's a lot of teachers having problems with it because I think a shift like this, if it happened widespread, would be one of the, the biggest moves in education in a long time. Because it's really saying, OK, we believe students can and should learn through this method, a method that we've never really had right. before. And you know what? I, I thought when I was listening to the show last week, I thought it was interesting when you guys were talking about the keyboards, you know, like... It- uh, you know kids ki- you are more affected by the yes. lack of keyboard than yes. than students are yes. They don't even notice you know th- it's funny so so i think adding that view to things now like this do they need it
1: you know i mean i, I don't know. well that is our bi- And you know what and i'm it's, scott opened my mind to this it thinking that you know what uh, scott white that uh, and even scott meach you know do Do our biases, you know, we shouldn't be making a decision about this based on our biases of what we've learned and how we've been taught, you know, over the past decades. You know, this device here, and I had several people when I talked to them, several teachers, administrators, they're like, but the keyboard. I go, those, I need to really focus on, those are our biases, Mm -hmm. not the students. The students can do it. Yeah, We might struggle with it, but we shouldn't let our struggles, you know make the decision on a device that you know they could use just fine yeah no and you know what that's and we do that more often
0: than we think but we we forget to apply it like you're saying to our comfort zones because like you know i remember having this conversation with like um you know my father and, and when he wanted a new phone and i was trying to get him into like the touchscreen type thing and he this is kind of a bad example because it's another keyboard but you know having the phone the, the phone keys, you know, he wanted that on his screen. Right. And I was right. like, oh, I didn't even consider that you would still want that. You know, I was like.
1: That's <laughs> what so he's so, raised with.
0: Yeah. And, and for me, it's just not a big deal. You know, I don't right. care. I don't miss it. But for him, there's no way he's buying a phone without those buttons. Right. So then it makes me think, man, maybe I'm choosing, maybe we're choosing less superior devices just because
1: we're more comfortable with them. Yeah. And going back to, you know, should I worry as much about the textbook, you know, being able to find stuff in a textbook and folks, I mean, that's a crazy thought. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a crazy thought in my head, but should I really I mean, this is where I'm starting to think that, you know, kind of the paradigm shift. Should I really be worried about having them be able to search in a textbook when honestly, whenever they're searching for something, they're just going to be using the internet and we really need to focus on how to search properly and get reliable sources on the internet. Huh. I mean, you, you could go into a
0: a ridic- not ridiculous, but a,
1: a, a larger argument about the,
0: uh, you know, In this relates to what should you be teaching about books, because what are the purpose of books going to be if they're not as much based on information, which doesn't update as quickly, doesn't, right. you know. So right. if it's not based on information, I mean, and I still love this because the art side, you know, coffee table books, giant images, yes. you know.
1: Beautiful although pictures.
0: I, I saw the first... Uh, Somebody was telling me about, I think it was somebody in my department was telling me about the coffee table book on an
1: iPad. You know, somebody, somebody, yeah. their, you know, and now I'll, I'll make arguments about that, but. Or, or a table like the, uh, the smart, smart table or a Microsoft table, mm-hmm. those computers where it's like a coffee table, but yet. Yeah. With the glass. It's got a screen on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's got a screen on it. So I mean, um, what are you trying to teach about books? Right. a great right.
1: question. Well, and then okay, now bringing this back because you know people are like, okay, this is ed gamer. Why are we talking about textbooks? Well, here's the thing: the, the device, the next devices that are coming into our classroom will determine what type of games, you know, electronic games that we'd Absolutely. be using in the classroom. And if it's not a PC, if mm-hmm. it's not a um, you know like a desktop computer or a laptop, and if it's an iPad or a tablet of some sort, then what type of games? I mean, so what type of games are we going to be playing? So it really does have a huge impact, and especially with the textbooks. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm hoping, yes, interactive textbooks, great. You know what? Uh, the the demonstration that they give on, on the iPad talking about there was some cell structure and things like that, you know, that's great. You, you can move it around, and, and that's some interactive content of being able to split the cell. I think it was mitosis. And then – but why can't we stick – interactive games within those textbooks also you know if I'm talking yeah. about if I'm talking about um, our constitution or separation of powers can I link to the brain pop game and have that be associated okay you just finished reading and doing activities about the separation of powers now you're going to play this game so I don't know the tools I don't know if I would just have a link that would just take me to that brain pop game of separation of powers that's on brain pop mm mm-hmm. Those are the things, you know, I'm hoping that that interactive part is connected somehow to games and learning, and I'm hoping they're, they're seeing that vision. And also, just big picture thinking, you know, you have creation tools of creating some type of textbook, but where, you know, are they looking down the road thinking, do we need to create have some tools where teachers and publishers can create games? Mm-hmm. And fantastic. have that within there. And, you know, and I know there's Apple tools. I know there's tools to creating content on an iOS device.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how that works for the games. And would Apple just, well, game would they wise, have something to support it?
0: I think you're going to see the, the the sometimes ugly head of the edutainment monster sort of rear its head again. You Because know, it, cause it, at first, when everybody gets these things, they're going to look for simple ways to engage students immediately, you know, and, and get them as if, as if holding an iPad wouldn't be, you know, entertaining or engaging enough. I think you're going to have student or teach some teachers that are going to look for those really sort of cheap app type games. So I think yeah. you're going to see a, oh, uh, just a flood just of cringe. that stuff. Yeah. Cause, cause let's be honest, you're not putting, you know, I mean, I couldn't do my virtual
1: world stuff on there yet. It, it doesn't have the power. No. So you're still going to need labs. Mm -hmm. You're still going to need some powerful computers to do certain types of activities. You still need to have, if you're going to have, if an iOS device is in your, your, if they're in your building, you're still needing to have some type of computer in order for the students, if you want them to create for the iOS. Maybe,
0: Maybe it'll benefit. Maybe it'll benefit. Maybe instead of having... Um, because we're almost doing quantity versus quality. I mean, I'm sure you guys feel that too, but we have yeah. we have labs where, you know, our art labs, we have to fight for quality over quantity because we need the power on the machines. But the rest of the labs in the school are kind of that quantity over quality. Let's see how many cheap machines we can get so that each kid can have one. Well, if they've got the quantity in their hands, maybe we can get rid of some of that technology and get, instead of, you know, nine computer labs, we could have three really good strong
1: computer webs yeah one one last thought and then we'll, we'll close it out okay i i am watching because you know i'm a i'm a trekker not a trekkie <laughs> I, think, I think trekkies are the ones that dress up and no cling on and i i don't have any problem with them it's just not me <sighs>
0: whatever you uh, say buddy whatever yeah, you okay. say
1: so i'm a trekker and i'm watching because on netflix i have um they have all the star trek uh the shows mm-hmm. the tv shows and you can Watch every season of every Star Trek show, which is there's so many Trekkies on. <laughs> I know there has to be. So I'm watching Deep Space Nine, and this is this started in '93, and I know it even goes back to Star Trek Next Generation, which you know goes into you know the '80s. Uh huh. And you know, do you know what devices they use to read? No, do you, because you don't even watch those shows, do you? No. Nope. <laughs> they have little pads. They have little okay. computer pads. I saw and, this once, yeah. And so they are, you know, it, it's one of those things. that's like, okay, this started in the 80s, and I don't even. I'm trying to think of the, you know, because they had the flip phone in the original Star Trek. Uh huh. And I don't know if they had pads back then or not. I am I, I, not remembering that, but I know in the next generation, and then in Deep Space Nine, and then all the others that they had these little pads which you could read on or do, you know, multitude of of of, you know, things on them learning or creating and one of the episodes stuck out and said, here, take my pad. And I'm just like, you know, the word pad. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I'm guessing somebody's probably written about this. And if there's a listener out there that knows the story behind it of how they came up with iPad, you know, I have a funny feeling (laughs) (laughs) might have come from Star Trek. And if somebody can find that, I'd love to get an email or a comment on the on the website because that's I just found that quite interesting. I can't wait for my floating Jetsons car. That'd be awesome with the bubble. Yeah. And then how how does how does the how's the car sound? The Jetsons car. Yeah, oh good. I was wondering if you'd do that for me. Like Thank it. you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week.
0: Now we'll have a moment of silence for Kodak.
1: Are you going to sing some uh, Simon and Garfunkel? <laughs> oh, Kodachrome. Look at the nice bright colors. colors. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping it here.